Extreme weather events and changes to the environment are increasingly impacting communities around the world, and U.S. defense and intelligence organizations are looking for solutions to gather insights around these changes and how they are impacting missions at home and abroad. I'm Wyatt Cash with Scoop News Group, and, and I'm joined today with Google's Sean Waltman, Global Head of Cloud Geography, to talk about Google Earth Engine, a powerful managed platform for planetary-scale geospatial analysis backed by the world's largest catalog of analysis-ready geospatial data and cutting-edge machine learning. Uh, Google for Government is a Daily Scoop podcast sponsor. And Sean, uh, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. Um, welcome to the program. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, Wyatt. It's wonderful to be had. So I'd like to start, if I may, with, uh, can you first describe what Earth Engine is and then how defense agencies are using it to meet their mission goals? Absolutely. Yeah. So Earth Engine has actually been uh, available to, to researchers, uh, including government researchers in defense and uh, elsewhere in the public sector for, for more than a decade. It was announced back in 2010. Uh, and it's really become the de facto platform for Earth observation and remote sensing at scale. And when we say at scale, we mean, like you mentioned, planetary scale. Uh, and it is fully managed, which means that there's nothing to install. We take care of all the data uh, and, and we have the platform that you just, just log in and start using. Uh, and over the past few years, we started to get incredible demand from government agencies to be able to use this platform operationally. Right. We launched it for research, but what we quickly found out was that they wanted to use this for their operations, and that includes defense. And to do that, Google needed to ensure that we had things like you know, service level agreements and data privacy assurance and priority compute for enterprise customers. And uh, Google really views uh, these customers, these government users of Earth Engine as impact partners. Um, they are critical users of the platform because in public sector, they have remits over tremendous natural resources like our water and forests. And in defense, um, they have missions to monitor and observe the entire Earth 24 seven. Well, and as we are recording this, uh, you know, we've been reading in the news about floods in New England, the heat domes in the south, and just continual uh, situations all over the globe, actually, about how climate is really ex uh, sort of accelerating extreme weather. But specifically on climate change, I'm kind of curious, you know, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence released a report uh, on these changes and, and the impacts that this will also have on national security. And I'm kind of interested in hearing your view on how is the intelligence community using a tool like this? Yeah, that national intelligence estimate from DNI was really eye-opening. Uh, it really gave status to these problems and showed that both the DNI and the IC at whole are, are paying attention to these as intel problems. Um, there's also been a realization that we have to monitor uh, using these open uh, civilian-oriented Earth observation platforms, these complex global-scale systems that are contributing to national security. A couple of examples, you know, we built these satellites to help monitor agriculture. And so agriculture agencies use Earth Engine to monitor commodity crops or provide data to economists to help increase yields. But that can be used to detect a uh, potential uh, famine. Right, agencies like USGS and Fish and Wildlife, they use a platform to monitor surface water to see how those are being utilized for, for agriculture and what that means in drought prone regions or what it means to migratory birds. And that can be used to understand all the known sparks of conflicts that concern water uh, from you know how people can access fresh water just to drink or 
the impacts on agriculture. You know, there was a dam that was overtaken on on the in Chihuahua, Mexico, uh, a couple of years ago because the water needed to be diverted to the U.S. because of part of a treaty. And so these farmers stormed uh, the dam and held it for a month so that they could use it for their own crops. And we continue to see this pattern, right? State and local agencies, they're monitoring impacts of climate change, looking at erosion on transportation assets and eruptions of harmful algal blooms or outbreaks of malaria. Well, those are logistics inputs, right? So if you're thinking about it from a defense standpoint, you know, where am I going to be able to navigate? Where can I drive my heavy machinery? Or where you might need to stage anti-malarial drugs. So on a global level, uh, intel agencies are using the platform in the context of this NIE uh, to build baselines and understand how the world is changing so that they can understand what it means. Uh, and is it a big deal? Is it a little deal? As we observe all these things. Those are really interesting points. Well, um, talk to us a little bit about what recommendations that you would offer government leaders uh, about how to get started with Earth Engine and develop their own use cases for integrating its data into their programs. Sure. Well, as I mentioned, hopefully they already are because most of our power users, a lot of them come from public sector agencies in one way or another, or they're funded by them. Um, and so sometimes it's about looking inside and asking around, hey, is anybody using this thing? And you'll find in a lot of cases that they are, right? Um, and so some of the some of these researchers are doing tremendous work. And, and uh, what we really see is that we want to make sure that those power users have these resources available as they need to scale up and they need to be able to do global water monitoring or whatever it is that they need. Uh, it's really hard for a scientist or, or a practitioner to have to come up with the procurement method to do that, right? So I would, I would say for the leaders that what we really need help them doing is to make sure that those resources are available when their power users are trying to use the platform. Well, in closing, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, can you share some examples of how public sector organizations are also integrating generative AI capabilities and broader AI tools to further accelerate data-led sustainability efforts as we think about climate change? It wouldn't be a 2023 podcast if we didn't mention Gen AI, right? That's so, right. <laughs> yes. So, so yeah, it's, look, it's early days for Gen AI and geospatial, but like everywhere else, things are accelerating extremely quickly. Um, Google's pioneering ways for analysts to use simple prompts to be able to talk to the earth and talk to the maps of the earth and be able to decipher petabytes worth of data into answers and ultimately into actions. And actually with Earth Engine, I think one of the, the biggest advantages is that um, as we're developing these geospatial foundational models, if you will, that will end up driving the geospatial gen AI, is that we have tens of thousands of peer-reviewed scientific papers uh, made possible by Earth Engine over the past decade, which instills confidence that the machines aren't just hallucinating when they're giving an answer, right? That these are mm -hmm. backed methods. So that's what I'm really excited about as we're, as we're starting to just get, get started in that space. Well, terrific. Well, I'd love to talk longer, but uh, I'm afraid that's about all the time we have for this episode. But Sean Waltman, I really appreciate your taking time to kind of share a, a, a more global view of how um, cloud geography and climate change are really becoming important tools, not only for those of us that follow climate, but for national security and defense terms as well, and really the broader federal government. So thank you so much for joining us and, and uh, sharing some of your insights. Thanks so much, Wyatt.